I am the world's first fully functioning homicidal artist. I'm Batman. Call me Elder. Peter McElroy, Gotham City Action News. <laughs> Elder is kind of a. It's not. You, I expected something better from you. Oh, I thought that was good. It's the same amount of syllables. <laughs> but usually you have something related to the movie. Yeah. Well, I was taking you call me Joker and oh. changing it to you call me Elder. So oh, it was right. related to the movie. All right, I missed it. I'm sorry. Thurston, um, I have a question stupid. for you. Informal survey before we get started here. I know we like to do our ratings later, but do you ever dance with the devil in pale moonlight? <laughs> a plus. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, I, A plus dance with the devil. Uh, nah, you know, it's, it's this is the this is Batman. I this film. I'm sure everyone in our generation saw it. Everyone, our generation beyond us, saw it. I saw this movie with my grandmother back oh, in wow. 1989. So, and she loved the Jack Nicholson Joker part. She says, "I think he's really like that." That's what she kept saying to me. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into Jack. I got a lot to say about Jack Nicholson um, in um, later on, but. In, in yeah. reference to what you said, which uh, a lot of times we watch these movies that are classics still to me, but you guys have seen them maybe in the theater when it came out, and that usually isn't the case. I can say for sure that I was all about Batmania in 1989, and I think I went with Jay Woodworth, an Abington fellow, to see this. My mom dropped us off, and it was a big deal. That was like the one time my mom dropped me off at the movies with a friend when I was whatever oh. i was four, 14 years old or whatever i think a little later as, as i got older and had my own car and stuff with the movies plenty but like uh, it was like this you still let your mom drive you and drop you off well just you, you for really like, i don't i don't feel i don't feel like driving mom can you take her <laughs> yeah but uh but i i mean i was all about this movie and i did go to see it in the theater so i just want to be like yeah i actually saw it in the theater i was so excited as soon as i saw the bat symbol getting teased well, yeah, like none of the posters said the word Batman on them. It was all just the symbol. It was pretty cool. Like it was pretty interesting marketing. But I want to go back because like everybody's probably talked about this movie. I wanted. I was thinking what angle could we take that like wouldn't just sound repetitive. Everyone's talked about this movie probably, right? But I want to go back to Clay and I seeing Michael Uslan speak at New York Comic Con. Uh, That's right. Whatever year that was, whatever year that was, 
But uh, Michael Uslan, of course, um, is a producer on this, and he's he wrote a book called The Boy Who Loved Batman, which I highly recommend that book. And he's sort of given the credit for being the guy who wanted to make the Dark Knight version of Batman. Because every studio... Yeah, he wanted it to be like like it was in the comics. Like Bob Kane and Bill Finger meant it to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he didn't want to make the 66, like a film version of the 66 Adam West, you know, which they had already done a film on that. But uh, I don't really like to talk about that. <laughs> right? Pretty bad. Sure. No, I well, disagree with you it? there. I like Batman 66 because I like it. I'm going to say thing. Batman 66 goes on a little longer than it should it feels like the movie ends and then they're like all these guys turned into dust and we got to figure this out i'm like oh i wish this movie to me, was that's over almost the same problem i have with the mst3k movie it's like is it an episode is it a movie i mean it's just really an episode isn't it but it's like a little longer oh mst3k is actually shorter but it's just like i just look at <laughs> batman 66 as all of it and the, like it's not like the movie was like cinematically different it was just the same you know yeah they had more location shots and that was about it (laughs) exactly so like we got a bat copter (laughs) right we gotta use it yeah Yeah. but the production on this one was going like way back into like the late 70s so yeah Uh, like um, people were talking about this one registered the company called like batman the movie the company in October 3rd, 1979, three days before my birthday, three days before my fourth birthday. Wow. Yeah. And he wanted to make the dark Knight version and all these movie studios were like, Nope, we want to make the sixties one. (laughs) Again, the 66 one. It took him 10 years. And then he wrote a treatment, which people compare, or he compared it to the dark Knight returns, which was six years later. It still right. was kind of like, man, but Superman came out. Superman was really popular in 1978. And so, like, Warner Brothers finally said, okay, we'll make your Batman movie because we made too much on Superman. Yeah, that's the funny thing, too, because Uslan was pitching it much like the early days of Marvel, where like Spider Man and the X Men are done by different studios. Like, Warner Brothers wasn't tied to this from the very beginning, but then they, when they made the decision to, make this movie it kind of was like oh yeah because we own batman yeah it kind of makes sense yeah right well i don't know did they always own batman i didn't even i don't even know how it worked back because they own dc right 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 i didn't know if that was always the case but it was a possibility this was going to get made somewhere else you know kind of like the hulk universal thing you know what i mean yeah but i mean a lot of studios turned him down the universal was kind of in the running but they turned it down and then it, but this went on for years, all through the 80s. Like Clay said, it took him 10 years. I That's mean, what the book is all about, right? I, I, yeah, know. basically. It's also about like when he was a kid and how he loved, he's, he was the boy who loved Batman. And he bought the Batman comic books and he loved Batman 66 and blah, blah, blah. And he loved Batman 66, but it wasn't what he, he knew it wasn't really Batman. You he's know? been the producer on all the Batman yeah. films, right? Yeah, yeah, he's given credit. He like sort of, in a way, he owns the movie rights. Like, right. it's like that complicated that he like why owns you did a piece those, of it. Why did he do that, Batman and Robin? If he didn't want to do a Batman '66, why did he say something? I don't know. Back in the day, you know, like you think they. Well, just now kinda... I'm pretty sure it's well beyond like 
I'm sure he has to be listed in in Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I'm sure Michael Wieslin isn't consulted on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they have to credit him, but he's not really. He's like the, the Stan Lee kind of of Batman in that way, where it's like, you know, yeah, not a co-creator, but like he's always going to be the executive producer on a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. It's really funny though, like throughout all the 80s, there were different. So, one point, Ivan Reitman was going to direct and he wanted to cast Bill Murray as Batman and Eddie <laughs> Murphy as Robin. I mean, it's like, oh, let you like having Mr. Mom as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> or that washed up drunk from Clean and Sober. Well, finally, after Pee Wee's Big Adventure, uh, they, they thought that was cool and successful and they said, okay, Tim Burton, you're. We'll Beetle. give it to you. I think he, they did hire Beetlejuice was nineteen eighty eight, but he had already been hired to direct it. He just hadn't started pre production until after. Maybe you're right. I don't know. It's fucking Wikipedia. Who cares? But it was just funny <laughs> all these different things. But then one of my favorite well, this names is definitely Tim Burton's biggest sort of deal, you know. But then yeah. you can see it's like, you know, is this going to be like, um, yeah. Like, is he just going to cast Michael Keaton in everything now? Is that what's going to happen? No, no, he well, he wasn't the Johnny one he wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he cast Michael Keaton, but it was, he wasn't originally going to. And I don't know who he was going to cast. But um, one of the producers, John Peters, said, I like clean and sober. We should cast Michael Keaton. I can kind of see that because I'm, as a recovering alcoholic, I'm very familiar with that movie. It's a great fucking movie about addiction and alcoholism and he's great in that movie it's awesome and he says this one my the funniest line in there is like you guys eat a lot of ice cream huh <laughs> this guy has like <laughs> it's 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 a guy who a picture that it's john lithgow i don't think it is but it might be it, he's just got like all, like those metal containers from friendlies with the they would, they would put ice cream in like a sunday he had like five empty chocolate sundays <laughs> in front of him <laughs> Well, that was like Keaton's first like dramatic role, right? Like everybody was sort of like, what? Yeah, what? Drama? You know, back yeah, when it's, everybody... It's like gung-ho when... a comedy or a drama? I guess it's kind of both. I don't know. I yeah, kind of like that. I don't thing. remember. I, I saw it way back when. So yeah. I, remember, I remember it was it was marketed more as a comedy. Mm. It was a it was a, a movie that hu had humorous parts and dramatic parts. Yeah, that, I think that's what what it is yeah like a humorous movie but adult situations and the ironic thing is he's basically been playing batman since 1989 <laughs> yeah like in multiplicity oh right i forgot about that one how uh, birdman was birdman was amazing that that movie is like no it was amazing but soft, he's basically playing soft, himself soft. playing batman right i mean like it's, i don't know i love that would you say I'm that like, about the vulture role I wouldn't start to poke holes it. in that theory. I no, I think he's basically playing this like at the bad guy version in, in a way. You know what I mean? Mm. Not exactly. Anyway, so Tim Burton he went to Sam Ham, which is a great name. Uh, although Sam isn't his real first name, but uh, so he it's a like, real sounds like a, a Dr. Seuss character. I know. Sam, his name is Gay. So his name is actually Gay Ham, which is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not it's even being, worse. Yeah. I know. I would change my name to Sam too. Yeah. Anyway, so he he cut out a lot of stuff. He cut out the origin story, which was good. He he replaced Silver St. Cloud with Vicky Vale. And um he made Kyle Grissom instead of Rupert Thorne. And 
Yeah, it, I think his script is generally the one that, even though there were many, many rewrites and different people created, his script is generally the one that went, you know, they used most. I, I'm looking at this story when I rewatched the movie, like just thinking about the script. It's a good story, even with the change of making like making Jack Napier Joe chill. Like, I don't really mind that. And uh, I, I think it's I think it's cool. Like it, and it begot like this movie just started started the fire man i mean like yeah from- i mean i was i was gonna save that to the end but you're right this every batman movie and almost every comic almost book movie, every comic book movie yeah this started <laughs> has been they, influenced by this i feel movie. like they even had to figure out how to make a suit for the first time here you know which i, guess I feel like every even not even comic book movies like if you look at the different movie villains they were all kind of like oh that jack nicholson was pretty good like you know like not all of them but i feel like they're all kind of borrowing from this it is a big it was a big deal so and, and speaking of one, yeah. one other thing about the um if you think about the origin story they kind of have that little clip of like the flashback and that guy that really does look like a who would be a pretty good joker uh to yeah right to some sunday movies they were like you just made that guy the joker but uh but anyways like the, i guess there was like adam west was mad that he wasn't asked to do this uh, yeah. and, and then oh, yeah. tim burton like was like i i kind of thought like maybe they could be you know like um it was one of the cat women uh and he would like have them be the tom uh durson's favorite thomas and martha wayne uh, walking out of the theater as a cameo, and then that would have just started, literally like what they do in every show and every superhero thing now, and every reboot where they have the original right. cast member. In it, you know, like it would have started then, but luckily we had a few years without that kind of. Thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're not going to put Adam. I mean, maybe you could put Adam West in as somebody else, but yeah, you're obviously not going to cast him as Batman. Although as I, the mayor, did he like? Something, you know? Yeah, right. Mayor Borg, which is a funny <laughs> that made me laugh. but so like even though michael keaton was very controversial at the time apparently warner brothers received fifty thousand letters um saying what are you doing the joker was different jack nicholson everybody loved that one except robin williams did you guys read this story apparently they kind of used jack nicholson had been they had asked him about it like way back in like 1980 when they were first trying to make this movie and then when he was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. By the time they were going around to making it, they asked Robin Williams. And then once they told Jack Nicholson that Robin Williams was going to do it, he's like, okay, I'll do it. And Robin Williams got kind of mad that yeah, they used him as he bait. Was like kind of used, yeah, as bait. Yeah, yeah. And he said he wouldn't do another Warner Brothers movie until they apologized. Just kind of funny. But I mean, I don't know. I can't right, figure Pete. anybody else. Yeah, I, I mean, I can be, picture Rob- Robin Williams just like I can picture Robin yeah, play Jim Carrey's Riddler, or I mean, just, like those two actors in particular are very much like that's them being them, you know, and making a lot of facial expressions. Right. Like there's no two other comedians, even they're kind of in a wrong category almost. So here's there's a lot going on with this Jack Nicholson thing. First of all, here's my favorite part, and then we'll go into there because it sounds like he was he was a little difficult. <laughs> but here's the funny part. So he took his standard $10 million per movie. He, he said, I'll take six and give me back end points, which is in movie parlance. That is like, you know, a 
a, a percentage of the gross, a percentage of merchandise, anything. Merchandising. Yeah, it's like so, a profit on the th- same works the same with concerts. It's like after everybody makes all their money back, everybody makes a little bit more money. Like, give me some points off that. Yeah. Yeah. Now everybody does this, but it's still, I think, maybe as much money as anyone's ever received to make any movie. Some people think he made as much as $90 million, which is probably not true. It's probably more like 60. But that's still a lot when you consider like, oh, you pay one, you know, like it was a big deal when Jim Carrey got like twenty million to do a movie, and, and he made. I don't know if he demanded 60. it, but he ended up being the top top billing too. So like his name plays before. Oh, he demanded in the credits. <laughs> yes, he demanded. He also demanded to get all the nights off so he could go see L.A. Lakers games, home games, and he also only wanted to work like certain like hours of the day. And then he would show up like later than everyone else and then sit in a chair and fall asleep, apparently, while he was getting his makeup on. So I don't know. It sounds like he was a little difficult <laughs> to work with. I mean, he's fucking Jack Nicholson. What can you do? I know. Yeah. It is prime. I don't know. Yeah. Prime. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, we have uh, Kim Basinger. Um, I don't want anybody else. When I think about Kim Passenger, I touch myself. Does anyone remember that Wayne's World reference? <laughs> no. Is that why she was in Wayne's World? It, Wayne's World, I, too, right? Yeah. Like dating Garth. Garth, Garth was like, he always fantasized about Yeah, and then, then he was like, well, she doesn't give me my space or whatever. <laughs> so Sean Young was apparently the original Vicky Vale, and she had like a horse riding accident or something. I thought, this, I thought she was the original Catwoman. Or was it she? She was Vicky Vale, but then she got weird in that second thing and showed up to Tim Burton and dressed Vicky as Catwoman. Vale. I guess that was. I think that was the second one. Yeah. Sorry, my apologies. I don't know. Mean, again, hey, Wikipedia. Hey, you're probably right. It's Wikipedia. It's never been wrong, and I'm never. wrong all the time. But apparently, they. I'm. I'm just saying this because they did have to hire uh, Kim Basinger on short notice. And, uh, I think it. that was a better choice, although absolutely, Sean Young. Vicky Vale's hair or Kim Basinger's hair in this is very um I think it's overprocessed and it's very dry and straw like looking. Mm-hmm. And they put her in a lot like they put her in some real skin tight outfits, but they put her in a lot of like eighties like big yeah. shoulder pads and yeah, like the first it. shot she's got like these glasses that are like yeah, huge. So this um, scene where I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just go. gonna say that actually Michael Keaton was dating Michelle Pfeiffer at the time of this movie, and they almost put her in this movie, but then they put her in the other movie. The Ant Man movie? Yeah, the Ant Man movie. Yeah. The other funny when you're talking about her out, like, so the scene where Michael Keaton shows up and he's going to tell her he's Batman, right? Like, she's, for someone who's just hanging around the house, she's like dressed in this like beautiful dress, and her hair is in like a, a, ponytail kind of thing a braid i don't know why <laughs> i was and trying like, to what she looked like in that scene and i was just coming up with blank so sorry she's got this like black dress and pantyhose and high heels hello and i i, I feel like she's just hanging around the house in that scene unless michael keaton was like or I, unless he was Wayne. <laughs> well, wake up there he goes nice apartment lots of space and then when, <laughs> then when joker comes in he goes Nice place, lots of space. They both say the same thing. It's hilarious. Space. I, really I know. I, I actually that is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. 
it's so funny. Just the I mean, obviously the way Joker is is really funny anyway. But I love when he says, "Never rub another man's rhubarb." After he shoots, <laughs> yeah, right. Why well, I love that line. It's so dumb. <sighs> yeah, like of course there's the classic like, "Oh, I'm gonna put the the tin thing under my jacket." So as long as it doesn't shoot me in the head, I'm okay. Like yeah, shoot him in the head. Always very Johnny dangerously, press. isn't it? And, uh, every, every movie. I mean, literally every movie. No one. Every Michael Keaton movie head. has he has to put a a silver tray in his in his jacket to not. That's in his contract. Every movie has it's to have his contract. Yeah, Nicholson <laughs> is more concerned with the top billing, and Keaton is like. Have we figured out where we're going to put the metal plate in my jacket? Senior? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it works. But I don't know. I just, I love that scene. And obviously, the scene in the art museum is also very fun, you know, with the print song. And I always make reference to Mrs. Elder when we have to do something and I have to help her in some way, like physically lift her for some reason. And I always say to her, You weigh a little more than 108 pounds. <laughs> Although she doesn't, but you know. <laughs> I know it's just a good line. It's, it's, it's tiny, good. but I'm like, yeah, it's a good line to say. Yeah, I love, of course, there's, the, of, there's so many favorites. Speaking of Prince songs, uh, Tim Burton famously did not care so much for the Prince soundtrack. Of course, he hired his friend Danny Elfman to to score the film, and we can all agree that there's some great themes on this. Even as yeah, someone that I, doesn't listen to soundtracks. I do enjoy, well, I'll definitely enjoy the Elfman over the Prince songs, but the Prince songs are kind of funny and quirky and nostalgic. Yeah, right. I never really got into Prince, but uh, I do enjoy yeah. Elfman's Batman theme, which I wish they had kept for the Schumacher. Thing. I know. It's like a bad takeoff. Of, it's like they're trying. Yeah, it's a sound alike. It's a, yeah. Batman, a, a Danny Elfman Batman sound alike. They didn't want to get dinged on uh, YouTube, so they had to buy, like, question yeah. <laughs> sound alike music <laughs> it's but it's like yeah it's just different enough to any alpha yeah. uh, play, <laughs> playing flying rodent man you know theme um yeah i mean yeah i was never a huge prince fan either but um yeah these songs are definitely memorable and, and they're fun like and, very like he was kind of given like I I appreciate them sort of more than I like them if that makes any sense like he was using like a lot of synthesizer sampling technology he's like a brilliant musician and like working on this I'm sure like helped him later on because he like learned how to do like all these samples Vicky Vale Vicky Vale but like that that <laughs> song was tired, didn't even use that not it, wired the movie, which I'm glad they didn't I didn't like yeah. that song at all right that dance it was like. Fun Barbie. video though. The Barbie. <laughs> it's yeah, but it, yeah, obviously. The, I think as much as uh, like we talked about the movie changing everything, the Tim, uh, sorry, the Danny Elfman soundtrack definitely like I think that informed other a lot of other soundtracks. Yeah, maybe like Spider-Man, because that sounds like Danny Elfman. Mm. Because That's it is Danny Elfman. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Can we talk about Jack Palance's performance real quick? Yes. I would like sure. to say something about his performance because I was saying to Mrs. Elder as we were watching it, I was like, Jack Palance feels like he's doing a Jack Palance imitation in this movie. <laughs> it's like he was, he's yeah. on Saturday Night Live 
pretending to be himself. It's really, uh, it's very over the top. And yeah. thankfully, he only has like three or four lines. He's not yeah. really in it that much. His death scene is, it looks like the scene at the end of, uh, I, don't, I forget if it's Bride of the Monster or something. Check out our Ed Wood episode, but there's that scene. Does anyone, oh, maybe it's even Plan 9 or whatever, where they're shooting Bill Degosi's character. But like, they can't, sh- they don't have squibs or anything. You know, so they just kind of show his face going like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> this is kind of what it looks like when Jack Palance is dying. He kind of just goes like, uh, and he just falls yeah. in the chair. Jack Nicholson is great though, because I love when he's like just keeps shooting him and shoots behind his back and everything. And, and I do all often say, Oh yeah, oh what a day. That's one of my another oft quoted lines of mine. Oh, Which Jack Nicholson says there. Yeah. Whenever I pick you up, I say that you weigh more than 108 pounds. Oh, uh, like, oh what a day. I, I definitely do. So, but that would be unhealthy if I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying in a nice way. I'm like, well, you weigh a little more than 108 pounds. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, when if I was really sick, I mean, when I, I was about 115 pounds when I went in the hospital about 10 years ago, which is not healthy. You're still more than 108 at least. That's true. Yeah, so you could oh, look really? at the right side. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. Anyone else you want to talk about as far as this is a good cast? I think this is actually, I know Michael Keaton. Everybody loves Michael Keaton as, as Alfred. This is one of the better Alfreds, Michael Gow. Yeah. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton. Did I say Michael Keaton? No. Okay, let's try it again. You did say the right name in there, but then you said the wrong name again. You said a lot of Michaels, and then I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure. Alfred, and I'm not really of, sure what. Yeah, there were a bunch of Michaels that were involved in Batman movies, and one of them was right. And then. Well, I don't know. So it was the Alfred middle one. Uh, he's, uh, <laughs> middle. he's it was the middle one. You said Michael Keaton, and then the last one you said was Michael Caine. So the middle no, one was Michael Gao, right? Isn't that Alfred's name? Yes, it is. I didn't he, say that. It, yes, but you that said is it. Not... You said his name in the middle, but then I think you, you said it somewhere in there. Good. That salad, uh, <laughs> that Michael salad you just made. Yeah, uh, he's Michael amazing King. in this movie called Conga about this like mad scientist who uh, creates this growing potion and they, they give it to a chimpanzee at the end and it turns into a giant ape, you know, a giant gorilla nice. and uh, walks around and smashes through London while it's holding him in his hand. And he's really a bastard too. He's like, he's like, oh, well, he's got a girlfriend. And then he's like, but my student who's like hotter, she's going to help me murder people who have like, you know, uh, they, they yeah, cast well. me out of the scientific community. And uh, it's a really terrible movie, which I highly recommend. Nice. All right. Watch I have a little, um, I have a little Michael Gao uh, trivia, and it also relates to the Joker in a way. Michael Gao was a friend of Alan Napier, who played Alfred on Batman '66. So, um, oh, I, I, how about that, Jack Napier, and Jack Michael, like, Jack, Jack, Michael, <laughs> Jack Alfred, Jack Michael. They were all Michaels for one Albert thing. Albert Molina. Uh, I would like to, <laughs> Eddie Van Halen. Whenever, <laughs> whenever, <laughs> whenever <laughs> plans get canceled, I always want to say that line from Batman and Robin. He's like, "I'll cancel the pizza." <laughs> it's like I, I love that line because then afterwards he has that pained look on his face as though he was like, "I really want a pizza." Oh, because I mean, he's got him. Alfred's got Alfred's disease or whatever in that dumb movie. Oh, yeah, Alfred. Alfred. What's it called again? I don't know. Who remembers anything? The gout. Right? Uh, ah, uh, good one. Good one. 
I actually have to say, it's my, I'm not a huge fan of the, the Zack Snyder movies, but um, what's his name? Jeremy Irons is also really cool as Batman. Oh, he's uh, a good... I'm, what? <laughs> Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? Michael <laughs> Keaton go, is a good Alfred in the Justice League. Spectre Clouseau. No, he was the he was the guy from Robocon. And, and my and my uh, and the Beagle I used to own. Mm. Since we're messing up names, here's some possible Batman from other projects that maybe might have might have been called upon. Mel Gibson, Ray Liotta, um, uh, Willem mm. Dafoe as the Joker, right? Oh, but Jennifer also Sutherland as Robin. For Batman. Um, yeah. You, Pierce Brosnan turned it down. Oh, he had really? no interest. Oh. I don't want to play a comic book character. I wrote Pierce down, but then I didn't know why. And that's why. It's like I'm already was... a comic book character in real life. Listen to our uh, Pierce Brosnan Bounding Through Bond episodes. Yeah, do that. Um, it is kind of funny, though. Back in the day, yeah, like, I bet that a lot of actors are like, oh, a comic book. Yeah, because they weren't. Thing. Back in the day, Alec Baldwin would have been the ultimate Batman. Before you know, he got fat and got you know, fat and old. Yeah, wasn't and he a um? Maybe he wasn't could... he somebody? Wasn't he the chef? No, wait a minute, that's another Baldwin, right? Yeah, who is it? No, it was Alec. Yeah, Alec oh, Baldwin. Yeah, he was Shadow when he was skinny. When he was skinny, yeah, he could do anything. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was like an action hero. He wasn't leaving for... evil messages for his daughter or whatever that weirdness was. Yeah. Now he's just and married to Kim Basinger. So. He was. Yeah. They're not married anymore, right? No. So we also have Robert Wool as the reporter Alex Knox. Um, He's great. But not much to say about him. I, I don't know. I know, but except I know he was supposed to die, but but the Joker's gas, and they said, "Eh, we'll keep I'm you alive." Him back for a sequel. Right. Just kidding. I know. Well, it was the same thing with Billy D. Williams. They were gonna they cast Billy. Uh, Billy Dan, Williams is hard to dead. I'm, I'm going to be two-faced in all the Batman movies coming up. Yeah, and then they, uh, by the time they got to Batman Forever, they cast Tommy Jones. I think they made good with that in a, one of these new animated Batman things that came out. Yeah. That's, uh, You're it's still not, not going to make the same it's money. Not making good. It's not good. But he did get to play Two-Face. That's all I'm saying. If he was dying to play Two-Face, he got to do it. At least yeah, I only got to play his voice though. He's an old he man. Wanted to make stuff, you know. He, he, but he, wasn't, he wasn't back in 1989. No, he would have been a great Two Face if they decided to go that way. Yeah. Go that way. Uh, <laughs> I just watched a clip of Jim Carrey saying how much that Tommy Lee Jones fucking was like. He said, "I have no time for your foolishness." He fucking hated Jim Carrey. I guess. I, think I, I probably would have hated Jim yeah. Carrey back then too. He was. He I like, don't like him. Gave him a hug really... and like whispered in his ear, "It's like I've got no time for your shenanigans." Remember Tommy Lee Jones said that to you? He essentially played the exact same character as Jim Carrey in that movie. Yeah, maybe he meant off-camera shenanigans. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you didn't like him. I've heard that story before too. I, I've heard that Jim Carrey can be a bit of a weirdo, so, yeah. I mean, on set. Who knows? Who knows? But that Andy Kaufman movie, apparently, he was a total douchebag. Oh, because he was, like, but, in character. character. Yeah. Character. In character. So, anyways, what else about Batman, though? The, the, oh, special, the miniature effects were supervised by Derek Meddings, 
who we have talked about before in James Bond podcast on Goldeneye, and hmm. he did the Thunderbirds and uh, a bunch of Bond movies and the Superman movies. And I feel that his work is either amazing or terrible. It it's either it blends right in, or I'm like, oh my god, like when they're like you weigh more than 108 pounds, and it's like Zzz, go. I was like, that is such a bad little action figure getting zipped <laughs> up a lot. This looks terrible. Uh, speaking of James Bond, uh, Bob Ringwood turned down Batman because he was he went to work on License to Kill. How about that? So, Who, who's uh, that? But he didn't like. He was a costume designer, uh, and he didn't really want to make a bat suit. Really. Well, the bat suit in this movie is a little on the rough side. It looks as though it's like someone, which I'm sure they did, they sculpted out of clay. It clay. The first, it's like the first one, kind of. Yeah, it just mean? looks. Yeah. It just looks lump. His like his cow looks lumpy. Yeah, and he has the bat turn, the famous bat turn. Yeah, I love the famous bat turn because the scene where the Joker's in the or someone's in the helicopter after he blows up the chemical plant and he does the whip around and does the head thing. His belt goes and falls down. (laughs) No way. (laughs) I never noticed it until like the last time I had watched it. And I was like, wait a minute, but oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean the thing is too, Michael Keaton is a pretty average build guy you have to make batman look kind of intimidating and mikey keen's kind right. of a regular looking dude which you know whatever it's fine but apparently they made 28 uh design like sculpted 25 different capes six different heads it is kind of funny because in dark knight uh christian bale kind of they kind of make a joke about the head tilt by he brings he goes to morgan freeman and he says he, he wants to be able to turn his head Right, because even like Christian Bale, like didn't he? Wasn't Christian Bale like didn't he audition in like the Val Kilmer suit or something, like a screen test? Yeah, Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think he did. That's probably all they had. But it's he says sure make back another driveway easier. I love that line. That's my favorite bad suit. Is that one from that movie? The Dark Knight one. Yeah. Yeah. And having having dressed as Batman in an expensive costume before, I'm gonna tell you. I don't know how he fights crime because you can't see out of it. Like I, when when I was doing that at that Halloween thing in in Salem, North Dakota, somebody was robbing the register, and you tried to you got over there and tried to break it up, but you couldn't see him. So I couldn't see him because I walked into a tree. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The street is lined with trees, so I hit my head on a branch. I tripped on a, a thing on the brick sidewalk, and the guy, a shopkeeper, was like, "Nice going, Batman!" And uh, and then the other thing, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you had that, you're asking my... for that, though. I'm sorry, but you were dressed like that. You were asking for it. <laughs> it was Halloween. You know? I, know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that guy was not out of line. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, no, it was funny. That's why I'm telling you this. And then, uh, yeah, people kept stepping on my cape. But that's oh, all, that's the, all the all the tourists from out of the country were like, "This, you are the greatest thing I've ever seen. So there are a million pictures of me dressed as Batman out there with all these like foreign tourists that were there. And like little kids were like, that's just miss amazing. Look, oh, here's nice. Batman. Now they're saying like, look, we met Christian Bale in Salem, North Dakota that, yeah. that one Halloween. Yeah. And he was just hanging out there. So, so that made get that made the okay. fact that like sub zero temperatures. I walked into a tree, I tripped over a brick, and I got choked five thousand times because my cape got stepped on. All worth it. Sure. 
Well, apparently Michael Keaton is a bit of a logic freak when it comes to his movies. And he was like, how do we make it seem like it's not obvious? It's me. And he wanted to do like different things with contact lenses and stuff like that and everything. And he decided on just kind of doing the voice, which then Christian Bale also did. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) picked it up a few notches. And now since we've had the pandemic, it's all obvious that no matter what kind of mask you're wearing and stuff, people are all going to know it's you. Yeah. I get recognized. I don't know if I know that person. I do do that without masks. I get recognized all the time while I'm wearing a mask. I'm like, how'd you know it was me? I'm wearing a mask, glasses, and a hat. I'm not to be right. And the trench coat. Yeah, I was... <laughs> yeah. With nothing else on. Anyway. Oh, uh, anyways. So, all right. I want to just talk for a second. This movie is said to have made $411 million uh, all time. Uh, but um, it grossed, let's see, $40 million it's opening weekend, which at the time was very good. Now it would be like, what a flop. Uh, but it broke opening weekend record held by Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which was actually a four-day weekend. Um, so they don't count that. Well, that oh, was only a couple weeks earlier. Yeah. Uh, it Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade did end up making more money worldwide. But uh, North America, Batman made more money. So wow, Batman was everywhere. You couldn't get away from it that year. Yeah. Batman as Clay as Clay says, yes. Um I mean yeah, everything that was ever on TV about it, like you know, little interviews with like Tim Burton talking about Anton first and his production design and, and like every little thing that was like on MTV. Remember MTV News had like the cart loader thing like ten minutes before the hour? like little clips yeah. on there and stuff. I was like so freaking out about this movie. I, I couldn't I couldn't contain myself. I was so excited about this. Yeah, I mean it was uh it was it was a big deal. It was you know that we hadn't seen this. We hadn't seen him I mean we had seen Superman, like we said, although even the Superman movies had gone. When did Superman three and four come out? I don't even remember. Eight, Probably eight. the in 87. So it was only two years after Superman 4 Quest for Peace had lit up the box office. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It did so so well. Giant wet fart. Oh, I finally (laughs) found the episode of Siskel and Ebert where they reviewed Superman 3 where I was watching it with your brother and they were talking about the cheesy effects and me and your brother were like, this movie looks great. What are they talking about? Uh And then we went and saw it. It was terrible. I watched the Cisco and Ebert review for this. What did they think? Uh, Gene Siskel, uh, a thumbs up. Uh, Roger Ebert, thumbs down. He just thought it was like, yeah, it's like, I don't care. It looks good, but I don't care about the people, the characters. I will side with Roger Ebert on that because it does seem like this movie was more about the Joker and Batman was a secondary character. I don't like the way he plays. Uh, Bruce Wayne is sort of kind of, uh, you know, distant and aloof. And well, just... it is weird. I, I'm not going to totally disagree. I know, like, you're supposed to, like, the idea is that Bruce Wayne, like, is supposed to kind of act like an idiot so that you don't know, like, 
You know what I mean? Right. I feel like they got the Bruce Wayne Batman balance right in the uh, Nolan movies. Yeah, I I agree. It's weird. Like I was watching it. I'm like, so when he, when Vicky Vale goes up to him and says, "Do you know which one of these guys is Bruce Wayne?" He says, "Oh, I'm not sure." Like, why not? You just say, "Yeah, I am." Why would you have to? I don't know. Some of it doesn't make any sense. It's not even just the way he played it. An investigative photographer, reporter that doesn't know. know person is that's cool he's one of the richest guys in the world right like you don't even <laughs> you've never seen him on tv or anything <laughs> whatever it was just a night it was a, it was a funny moment but it doesn't at, make any sense i guess you know they they say that uh, bruce wayne is the disguise batman is the real person like it, he's a little uh, awkward um as bruce wayne like not like when he's interacting like at his party and he's like oh yeah six Six champagne, that'll be enough or whatever. But when he's just like by himself with Alfred, he's still kind of like a nerd. You know, he's got those nerdy glasses on and stuff. He's like, well, I mean, yeah. you got to wear glasses. Yeah, I-, I do like the scenes with him. I mean, I think him and Kim Basinger actually have decent chemistry. But I and I like the scene where Alfred says, you know, oh, she, you know, there's a lovely if things lift when she's around. He's talking about how great Vicky Vale is, and he just says, Alfred, why don't you marry her? I just love it. He's just—he just doesn't have time for her right now, you know. So I mean, it's—it's it's a funny line, but it is weird because then he is like, "Oh, she is great." It's like I, I feel like Batman throws in in all these movies. He's always—he just falls in love with every woman he meets. It seems like, but uh, I did like that line a lot. Why don't you marry her? But uh, I don't know. It's—it's—it uh, whatever. He was. He was fine, especially when you consider George Clooney and Val Kilmer and Michael Keaton was obviously <laughs> uh, yeah, better. I think, but maybe even, I think Batman Returns might even be better, uh, a movie. Like, it's pretty fun to watch if he's good in that. And they, they, they improved some things in the next movie, I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, they did, but I think... I don't like the penguin that much. I think it's kind of a. He looks his costume looks like a costume. Like his fatness looks like a fat suit. Yeah, maybe I just a too much of a Joker freak. You do love uh, that Joker. Yes, I love that Joker. Uh, Uh, Apparently, Jack Nicholson was a fan of Batman comics and loved the Joker as well. So I mean, you know, it's a little bit of fanboyness going on here. Which is cool. Yeah, he wouldn't have done it, I'm sure, if he didn't like it. Apparently, there's a quote that says, he likes that the sense of humor is completely tasteless. And uh, yeah, this was one of his favorite roles. Uh, he, he one time said, uh, but, you know, it's funny because like... Your grandmother liked it. And my grandmother liked it, yeah. When you watch this and you think, when you watch it, especially like the making beginning... soft? <laughs> <laughs> nice. When you're when I was watching the beginning, sort of before he becomes a Joker, when he's just Jack Napier, I'm kind of like, this is totally him in The Departed. Like he's basically just playing. Like, right, I, don't right. know, I love how he but, puts the the, uh, the money in the sandwich for the guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, is that Porkins from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eckhart. I, I guess they um. Uh, there's like a, a cutout scene that I think they cut it out of the script. I don't even know if they filmed it, but like when Dr- Joker's dropping all that money, it's like supposed to have his face on it. Um, and there's a line earlier oh. in the movie. He's like, I, my, 
my face on the one dollar bill. And when he's in the art museum, he like points up to George Washington. He's like one dollar bill. The one dollar so, like, bill. I know it's weird that it's twice. Well, they almost they were like setting up a joke that they cut out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, weird. It's funny. Uh, yeah, but yeah, she's like, "What do you want?" It's just my face and the one dollar bill. And then, my, well, my favorite line after that, which is, "You must be joking." He says, "Do I look like I'm joking?" And of course, he's got this like, <laughs> the smile carved into his face. But then I, she kind of looks at him like, well, you know, yeah. she's just like, "Yeah, well," eh. it's like you kind of look am, like you're joking. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't like that line. Really? I think it's funny. Yeah. There, there is kind of like the um, you know, like the what Heath Brett, Ledger brought to the role, uh, like the the K, like all he just wants to breed chaos, you know, like this Nicholson Joker is kind of the same way. You know what I mean? Like he's just kind of he's just kind of crazy. Yeah. What do you think, Harrison? As a, a Joker, I think aficionado? my grandmother was right. No, um, I mean, this guy is the, you know, like we said, this is the one I feel like most, not even comic book movie villains, every movie villain or a lot of movie villains like to try to be this, this, but it only works. You can only play them over the top so much. You know, it only works for the Joker. You can't play every villain over the top just because it's like, it's fun, you know, but it's like, like. I don't know. Like Tom, like we said, Tommy Jones, like he's he's not Two Face at all. He's basically the Joker or the Riddler <laughs> or whatever. They're all right, the same. Right, right, right. Like they're all borrowing from this performance. Not that they weren't over the top bad guys before, but not that you really remember. You know, this one uh, is very memorable. I think it's. I think, yeah, it's fun. I don't know. I'm I, I'm a Heath Ledger fan as Joker, but oh, of course. I mean, very, you can't have one without the right other up. either. You know what I mean? But but still, sure. you know, Heath Ledger did bring like a, a different thing. I was trying to remember like how Heath Ledger did the human face paint versus the clown makeup, or well, did he? Did yeah, that's he the put thing. on it's clown just... makeup, or and then yes, the way they okay. So Heath Ledger puts right. on makeup, but like yeah, Jack Napier is white, and then they did like multiple layers of stuff to so that right. he when he wiped it on it looks flesh yeah he puts on like flesh makeup to, to look like a normal dude which is kind of an interesting take uh yeah it's good really. it's like a cool thing to throw in the movie you know but i i mean i i like the fact that heath ledger never fell in acid and the whole silliness you know oh, which, right, i mean right. you know what i mean like that's just the have thing that, that fucked up mouth so. who knows how that happened well, well, yeah, yeah. acid in his mouth <laughs> exactly we don't know how it happened but um this is yeah it, and it took me years to figure out that that's what jack nicholson's joker was doing that he he had white skin and he's putting makeup on even though there's the scene with antoine got a little hot under the collar where he actually <laughs> wiped his brow and there's white underneath and i thought like what's up with that handkerchief why is does it have white on it like it took me years to figure that out yeah it was like the opposite because and i guess it like yeah why didn't they just do it that way but the way you just described it that would have made yeah. more sense <laughs> he falls in the acid and he's his skin is bleached and that's that's like the well, that's the, the that's the killing joke. I like that. That's the killing. I mean, right. I like the I like everything yeah. like origin story like for Batman and and Joker like in this even even if they are related like I said I didn't mind like I really don't like I 
This is a I picture when I was watching this movie, I was kind of watching it. I watched it on YouTube, by the way. And on YouTube, you can watch stuff at like double speed. Because I was like, I just need to catch the. the oh, um, that's what I wanted to do, but they couldn't do that on HBO Max. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's. I guess I bought it in like on digital whatever. And all the digital whatever is like talk to each other. So I went on YouTube and it was like, you bought this. So you can just watch it. So I watched double speed. And then I was just like, kind of like looking at it, like kind of a little bit like removed from it because I wasn't. I was watching it double speed. I was like, obviously, I know this movie, but uh, but I was just like, I could see this as a good comic book. This is a good story. Like, this is a good Batman and Joker story. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's simple. Your favorite movie it's... of all time, Clay. <laughs> it's it's not my favorite movie of all time, but when this came out, there's nothing. I had Batmania, yellow and black, running through my veins. Hmm. I see. So it's up there. <laughs> I just, I mean, I love it just because it's so, it's, it was fucking Batman. I still love Batman movies, you know, like, I sure. can't stop me. All right. I want to talk a quick second. Uh, the Batmobile, because this was. Love like, that Batmobile. Love that Joker and love that Batmobile. Gotcha. So it was built over a uh, Chevy Impala, apparently. <laughs> Uh, they took the the engine of the Impala, some taillights from a Ferrari. Uh, they took a, a fuel caps off of a bus, a London bus, and some jet engine parts, and they made the Batman, uh, the Batmobile. So that's it's, it's not cool. as cool looking as like you'd say like a Neil Adams looking Batmobile or something like that, but it is really it's its own thing, and it's really cool. Like it's a long thing, and I remember they we used to do other clips about the Batmobile on MTV, that same MTV news segment, or, like, they would have specials about the movie and say, like, it's not street legal because it's so big and long. <laughs> and uh, there was, like, a few different copies of it, and they were giving one away on MTV once. I remember that, too. I, would, like, entered that contest. It didn't like, have an engine. You could win it. Yeah, it didn't have... It was, like, just, like, the shell of the, the car, I think. And I would be a shell of a man if I won that, but uh, I didn't win. Probably couldn't even drive. I'm trying to get the Batmobile. Well, now it's probably at all these conventions and stuff. I'm sure it's, it, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I have to say the uh, yeah the uh, when he says shields up, it does look a little. It doesn't look great, but it's 1989. So. Yeah, so I was actually gonna say that's fucking stop motion animation, baby, and it fucking looks fucking rad because I like that. <laughs> That's my uh, transformer sound. Uh, again, we have not, we'd only seen ever the 66 Batman Batmobile, which had the fire thing in the back, which, like, yeah, was and even a in the comics, he didn't have a thing that, like, made a, you know, cocoon over his Batmobile. Uh, oh, then his, like, yeah. little Siri thing that says stop. <laughs> his little Siri and thing. It yeah. takes a minute for it to stop, too. Yeah, yeah it's like, Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. Yeah, it stopped. Well, it has to stop, like, right in front of him or it wouldn't be dramatic. But, yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, it probably hit his shins. His, his <laughs> Nike boots that they made. I have one more uh, character that I want to discuss that I don't know why. Uh, how about Bob? Poor Joker's goon. What about Bob? <laughs> 
<laughs> good friend of uh, Jack Nicholson, I guess. He kind of brings Apparently, a, yeah, close. a Batman 66 element to it because it's like you got to have your goons, you know? And I don't know yeah. if Bob is dressed every, up like the mime, every, but. Every know. time Bob was in the movie, no. they should have shot it on a Dutch angle like the old 66 series. <laughs> no bob is not a mime he is uh he's photographing while the mime is because there's a, actually a, a shot that i really like was one of the mimes in the background and bob kind of leans around the corner takes a couple pictures and leans back in but i, I think it's funny because bob has a lot of he's pretty prominent throughout the entire movie and then joker just shoots him and uh, I don't and know if it's because like, oh, guys i need a, a moment to myself or something yeah. i need a moment alone boys but yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, I guess it's just like we can't just have Batman beat him and he goes to jail. Like we need, to, we should do something with Bob, and that's a little more, uh, uh, you know, prominent. I guess it makes for a cool moment. Yeah, but um, poor Bob, he's been in a lot of movies. That guy, though, I think is I forget his name now. Trace or Tracy, I think. Um, but yeah, close friend of Jack Nicholson. So he's like, I want you to cast. Bob as uh, this guy yeah, or something like that. I wonder if Bob is even like, I wonder, I feel like Jack Nicholson probably just said, call him Bob or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, made him call him Bob. I said, fine, whatever. But uh, yeah, all right. So uh, uh, we've got the gross, we've got the Batmobile, we've got the first uh, Batman movie to win an Academy Award. Well, what did it win? I don't even know. Best art direction, best set direction. Art direction dash set decoration. So that's probably one thing. Followed by The Dark Knight with two wins, but the first Batman movie to win an Academy Award. Well, I mean, that only means that Batman 66 did not win an Academy Awards. <laughs> it also um, means that none of those other, like, uh, nothing else did since then. Because it credits. No, that's not true at all. Obviously, Heath Ledger won Best Supporting Actor for his. That's I mentioned talking about the Dark Knight, and this was the first one, and there was other Batman movies that didn't win one. There were other Batman movies that didn't win any. Hopefully, Batman and Robin did not win anything, except the Raspberry. Yeah, right. The Raspberry, well deserved. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else? Uh, do, you, do we got anything else? Should we go to our <laughs> final thoughts? Or what do you want to do? Uh, I got thoughts. another little tidbit. Um, oh, all right. That's Here in North just Dakota. A t- just, a t- just a tidbit. Uh, okay. The classic just showdown t- at the clock tower was not in the original script. But after John Peters and Nicholson saw Phantom of the Opera, they decided to throw that in there. The whole clock tower oh, scene. John Peters is influenced by everything that he sees. <laughs> so like, he was like, that Superman should have like a buddy because I just saw Star Wars. He should have a, a, a fight polar bears or whatever. If you've seen that, anything having to do with Kevin Smith and Superman lives, you'll see like John Peters was just weird. <laughs> I have yet to see that. Oh, I think it's like really coming down outside. Like it's like my doors are opening, windows are flying open. <laughs> it's getting spooky. <laughs> I it feel got like really I'm in the clock tower there. myself. Like Batman, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. I guess as 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 climaxes go, I mean, you got to do something. But it was a little. It seemed a little. I don't know. Not anticlimactic, but I don't know. Apparently, even Jack Nicholson was like, "Why am I walking up all these stairs?" 
<laughs> but it's fun. I mean, whatever you got. L A Z Y. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I, I do like the part where the guy um, is doing like all the flips and he just crashes through the floor. Batman doesn't even have to do anything. <laughs> are those guys already there or what? Yeah, where did these henchmen come from? I guess after he killed Bob, they were like, let's just run around a little bit. Go in this church. <laughs> they, they, all the, those, well, fun. two guys, <laughs> like... They don't want to get killed. Yeah, after he shoots Bob, two guys go both go yelling and shooting in different directions. They go, ah! <laughs> they just start banging. Because bang. he says, give me a moment alone. He wants a yeah. moment alone. He wants, the, but they, he wants all the crowd to be gone. They definitely don't give him any piece of quiet. They start shooting and yelling, screaming, hooting and hollering. He just—he didn't say peace and quiet. He just said alone. It's like right. it'd be noisy. Well, I just want to be alone. Respects to Bob, though. I mean, you know, moment of silence yeah. or a moment sure. of noise. All right, be Bob. That's what, that's what Bob would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, we got like a thunderstorm warning or something going on out here. This is crazy. Spoiler anyway, warning. Um, yeah, it's like it, it got like weirdly like like fucking creepy it turned into a tim burton movie outside like as we were talking well then uh let's let's wrap this up before you guys lose so i do want to say one quick thing i, I heard home, though, i read so uh, they're gonna give sam ham a comic book called batman 89 very similar to the chris claremont uh x-men yes whatever you'll notice that that's on leakpodcast.com slash news i posted uh, oh, some stills up there you guys can go check that out Get some so, exclusive I mean, look at the upcoming comic. Which is going to continue. That's where we're going to have Two Face. Billy Dewey oh. Two Faces in that as well. He, is he a, an African American Two Face? Like Billy Dee Williams Two Face? Or? Yeah, it's like all like drawn. It's our buddy, uh, local guy, Joe Canones, is drawing it. And he's yeah, drawing nice. Billy Dee Williams in 1989 as Two Face, just like John wants. Fine. <laughs> Local guy from North Dakota. Good uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that out and check out their news on the podcast.com slash news. Although it's apparently that is set after Batman Returns. Burton Burst. So really, it's like Batman 93. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they call well, it Batman 89. But, but it's anyway. not Schumacher verse. Right. It's pre Schumacher. Thank God. But uh, they, I guess they just wanted to have Catwoman in it. So, to have. Can they have Christopher Walken's goofy hair? That would be nice. I thought he died, didn't he? The original Shrek. Somebody yeah. once told me the world. <laughs> All right. Mac let's Shrek. do our final Mac thoughts Shrek. here. Woo! Among the lightning. I'm getting lightning out here. Um, before we get, like, lose power or something, let's do some yeah, final I, thoughts. Yeah, I saw that lightning, too. I love that lightning. lightning. Ooh, I can hear it. Cool. Yeah, that was, was thunder. That was, I haven't eaten anything today. <laughs> Sorry. What? Who goes first? Clay usually goes first. Does he? So I don't uh, want to go first now since you're like, Clay goes first. You I go now. Go, you don't have to say it like that. And that's how you, you know, said like... it. <laughs> I, I want to go, go first now. I'll go after you. All right. Um, 
yeah, this is, this is a pretty fun movie. I, I would not, it's funny, I don't make like lists of my favorite movies. But I mean, this, I don't know, this might make, I don't know. There's some parts that are, obviously, I love to watch it because I'm a huge Joker nerd. So it's great for that reason. Um, but everything else is fine. Style, it's a, it's a Tim Burton movie stylistically. It's not really, like the Nolan ones are set, are trying to take place in the real world, right? But this one is definitely right. like, it's Gotham. It's weird. Yeah. You know, like people are kind of kooky here. So it's fine for that. Like it's got Tim Burton's stamp, which is good because this is I, much like Ed Wood. It's, this was good Tim Burton. And um, I wonder yeah, if it's I don't a little know. bit I, of the character design thing like in in Ed Wood when they, he designed the um, the Tunnel of Love or whatever, like these balloons at the end of the movie, or it's like, oh, Tim Burton, that yeah, definitely sure. came from a Tim Burton yeah, balloons. sketchbook. Yeah, I think of balloons when you think of the end of Black Hole. Yeah, think, Go check out our Black Hole. <laughs> think of balloons. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of the Joker balloons. I was thinking of... Those were too scary. I had to think of good balloons. Yeah, well, those were like 10 years away. But yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, a grade? I, uh, uh, I don't know. It's tough. I guess I'll give it a, I don't know, it's like an A, but kind of leaning towards B plus. I don't know, it's it's but it's a great movie. Obviously, don't get me wrong. Everyone everyone knows it, everyone's seen it. My grandmother's seen it. Rest her soul. <laughs> um, you know, she loved it. So like I feel like I've never really heard too many people say bad things about this movie. Although I have a feeling I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so on that note. Special guest Clay, why don't you go then? Uh, (laughs) Peter McElroy, not one of those McElroys. This is the Peter McElroy from Gotham City Action News reporting live. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, And now I'll rate the movie. No, is this with you wearing the makeup, or this is like because well, Joker is wearing the makeup, and I have these huge yeah. zits that are out of control. It's actually pretty funny. We didn't talk about that. My aunt thought that was hilarious. So I, I that whole scene with the smilex, and and whenever I say love that Joker to you in a loving way, it fills my yes. heart with joy because I think of, of smilex. He's been using brand X. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh. Even though I'm somehow chastised for liking movies by enjoying them when I saw that when they came out, um, I will say that I really enjoyed this movie when it came out. I'm still gonna give it like a. I'm still gonna give it like a. And I want to give it like a, an A, like a ninety three, like not an A plus, maybe like an A. Well, but not an A minus, not a B plus. Probably an A minus. Uh, a that's somewhere in between an A and an A minus. Yeah, oh. it's it's. I I feel like A minus has like negative connotation. So I'll give it a flat A, whatever that would be, <laughs> ninety five. Uh, I, and uh, I just I was such a freak for this movie, and I I do know it so well that and it's one of those things where I can hardly do this with anything, but I can just always put this movie on in the background while I'm working, or just like it's just total comfort food. I love this version of Batman. I love how, like, this Anton first designs, but also, like, how it carries over into Batman the Animated Series, like, how that sort of style is. 
and everything, you know, like how the like that like thirties, forties kind of thing and that that the the Danny Elfman soundtrack and the the Flash TV show, like that kind of look to like everything's like retro but new. Um I, I fucking love the look of this movie. Love the the story and I like Michael Keaton as Batman. I mean, I don't think he's a great Bruce Wayne, but uh he's alright. And I I just appreciate what this movie gave the culture and by kicking off this is the first comic book movie for all others to be judged by and everything i mean i know it's like You're the right. first one post superman and superman i feel like it's a different animal like that also was the first movie but this is the first movie that was anything dark and anything kind of serious and the, uh, everything michael uslan wanted yeah. to do i feel like he did in this movie so that's how yes there you go. All right, let's bring it down. Okay. Let's bring it down. Uh, <laughs> bring it down. I it... saw this movie in the theater as well a couple of times, and I always felt this movie needed a couple more drafts because it feels like an incomplete movie to me. Uh, there are mm-hmm. elements that it just feels like none of the characters are well-developed, uh, except the Joker, because that's the only guy you see in the movie, it feels like. Um I don't hate this movie, but I don't love it. Uh, it just always felt like, eh, eh. I mean, I got a Batman t-shirt when it came out. I'm not the huge Batman fan that you guys are. Like, you guys, well, between the two of you, you love Batman and the Joker. Sure, and despite our movie. I paid several hundred dollars for an expensive costume and walked around dressed mm-hmm. as Batman. People, I, like, I heard I people were stepping on your cape. Is that true? Yeah, and they were making fun of me, too. So that made me not like Batman even more. I heard you tripped over a brick. Yeah, I did. Well, there was a, you know, they had the bricks around the tree, so I probably tripped on the brick and then got hit by the Oh, I hope you didn't hit, hit, walk into a branch or something. No, that would have been embarrassing. Yeah, that would have been the worst. Batman doesn't do that! Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, I feel the movie is okay. It's fine. I I won't put it on as comfort food. This is the first time I had watched it in many years. And I actually turned it off because I kind of was like, oh, this is kind of eh. discomfort. Food. So uh, I, gave, I give it a C. Well, OK, well, yeah, that's and a little with, without changing average. My, without changing my grade or anything, my opinion of the movie or anything. There's something I really agree with you about, even with your C rating, which is which is offensively low to me. This is a Batman movie. <laughs> but but there's an element of that. You just hit the nail. It's missing something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I it's could never something. put my finger on it. It just felt like it's not done. And there are movies that I've seen that just feel like they're not done. Like, I remember Time Cop feeling like that. I'm like, there's a good movie in here. It's just right. not done. Well, it's funny. I mean, you said, like, it needed another couple of drafts, but they already went through, like, so many. And apparently there was a writer's strike in 1988, so Sam Hamm could not be brought back in because he was in the Writers Guild for rewrites. So they had to bring in, uh, I forget who. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, my, uh... but yeah, so that was a, that was, that was a they bit of a problem. They had to bring in Lamy Salami. <laughs> I don't remember even where I read that now, so I can't even find out. But they, anyway, it wasn't Sam Ham. It had to be somebody else. 
So, I mean, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but yeah, I mean, it, the plot is simple. I will say, even the idea of the Joker makeup thing, which is very comic booky, which is probably what they were going for. Although Tim Burton's not a comic book fan, he did like yeah, the Killing yeah. Joke. There are sometimes some spots in the movies where I was just like, oh, it's like you know, it's a little, too, it's a little more, it's a little too style over substance. Like when wherever it's like you have, we're going to the chemical factory and there's like steam everywhere and all this other stuff and and when he's like ship that stuff out, boys, and uh, and it's you know like a weird looking like scientist guy with sticky out hair and he's like, yes, Joker, we got it going. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was Played by you and McGregor. There we go, yeah, Joker. Oh, I'm yeah. Joker. It's not you and McGregor at all, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I, it's you know sometimes Tim Burton. He he's a little too Tim Burton, but yeah. And this, I mean, this one, like, he had the opportunity to do all of this cool production design, and like, why why not? You know what I mean? Like, why not lean into lean into it a bit? I mean, sure. Uh, I mean, I'm not like exact. I'm not disagreeing with what you said, John. I'm just saying, like, uh, uh, I there's... don't disagree or agree. You can just do what you want. If you th- if you think this is great, I'm glad you think it's great. I think it's okay. So, yeah, no, I can. I definitely. I I see that. I feel that the all like the initial Batman movies that came out, with the exception of Batman and Robin, were fine. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and then. <laughs> I went on i sort of felt that batman forever sort of fell down a few more notches but right yeah it's like jaws i think the first one's really good the second one's not eh, you know a little i think it loses a little bit third one ugh, and then fourth yeah. one whoa yeah no what are you doing but <laughs> but i mean yeah i think tim burton was coming off beetlejuice it was, it was very successful and he was like i can flex my muscles a little bit here and then but, he he really Ups the Tim Burtonness for the next one, and that's why they didn't hire him right. back. Yeah. Right, right, right. I think that's kind. Of, I, I probably won't ever get to or force you guys to watch Batman Returns. Uh, but I, I really like that movie, and I think I like it because of its Tim Burtonness. It's, uh, it's I mean, just weird. <laughs> it's like a weird movie. I mean, you wouldn't be forcing us to watch it. I can definitely. No, no, I'm saying like, it, uh. With with this movie though, it's just like it's it's just so. I feel like it's important to comic book movies, <laughs> you know. Like uh, I I definitely agree. You, you cannot discount the cultural significance of this movie, especially looking at twenty twenty one. There are where there are, we are. There are several comic book movies that are important. There's the first Superman one. There's this one. There's Spider Man and the Avengers, and those are the ones that like. Mm. You wouldn't throw they, an X Men two in there. No, because it didn't have the cultural impact that those other movies had. I think you're right. I think you're right. Even though it's a great movie, I wouldn't. I don't think it did. You could even you could make a case more for the first X Men even than the second one, but I don't think it did have that impact. Spider Man was bigger. Even was, than, I right. think it was bigger than the Superman and Batman in terms of movie until you know may, maybe Iron Man too. In retrospect, but right, right, event. but that kind of like anyway, starts its own. Doesn't thing. at the time, Iron Man was just a decent movie. It's only where it went. Yeah. But you're right, like this and Superman were like the. I think those are the big and Spider Man. We'll and us, maybe we'll somebody. Us... I'm not speaking for myself because I'm a huge Batman person, but maybe people actually were considering like 
with Spider-Man, like a certain amount of excitement that's like, we're a fucking, we got a Marvel movie now that's, you know, Batman was like a few years ago, but this, I got a Spider-Man fucking movie. I'm a Marvel guy. I'm not a DC guy. The way that you were about Batman 89 was how I was about 2002 Spider-Man until I saw it. And then I was like, "Eh." and it took me a little, (laughs) it took me a little while to warm up to it because there were just a a few too many corny parts in it where he's like, I was talking to Spider-Man, Mary Jane. And he said that you're really cool and stuff. I was like, yeah, this is a little goofy, but you know, I came around. Go back and listen to episode 400 for our (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. Or 450. Listen to 400 and then just go through all 50 of them. To quality stuff there it's all gold <laughs> well i mean it is kind of a we they're better than any of the previous 400 i'll just say yeah it's once we got oh. rid of josh that's when the show oh, got no, oh, that's not oh, nice. i'm just okay. kidding all right well i mean yeah none of us are discounting the cultural significance and the impact this movie had and, and, um, and you know what's funny um it, one if you do enjoy this movie maybe as much as i do and you enjoy kevin smith if you watch, they do a watch along with this movie, and the first like, it within the first couple minutes, you're like starting to crack up because they're like, Batman doesn't even appear on screen until 17 minutes into the film. <laughs> it's like all this build up bullshit, and then finally you get fucking Batman. There is a lot of those people walking around looking for yeah, a it's cab. Like, it's kind like, of, I mean, I like we gotta get I to like the thing. That. Oh, we're taking was, a cab. Uh, that like, first shot of Batman looking down on the city is really weird because it's he's like animated or something. It's very animated, yeah. Like it's obviously not his shadow. It's not a man walking. It's it's kind of it looks like a Tony the Tiger or something. <laughs> <laughs> very obviously a cartoon shadow. They had but I mean, whatever. A ballet dancer play a double. They had a karate expert and then two tough guys to do the fighting. Those were his doubles. Really? All right. And he I didn't mean, walk into one branch, trip over one brick, or get his cape stepped on. Well, Although, that we know. In, the bad in, a, in a scene that was cut out of the script, he was supposed to get dragged behind a train by his cape. Oh. Wow. So, I can say What, did they save that for Batman <laughs> Begins? <laughs> they saved it because, you know, they know you like train fights. So they thought, well, yeah, let's, let's place this It's a pleasure okay. to be with you. I remember uh, the first appearance, Steve Rogers as Nomad, way back in the 70s. He tripped on his cape. Steve so, Rogers decided to stop being Cat America and was Nomad. Trip on a cape than anyone can. And he tripped on a cape and he said, now he realizes why Captain America was not given a cape. And then he sort of rips the cape off. And anyway, that was the 80s Nomad. He's just like, looks like fucking Snake Plissken. Yeah, that's that was a, that was not not a good not a good run for Nomad. All right, All right. Well, let's, let's wrap it up that ominous thunder. Yeah, I know. Seems a little a little scary. Yeah, but, before uh, we lose yeah, power, which is maybe we'd have to lose internet. Yeah, so maybe it is a good idea to wrap it up. Yeah, it's things are wrap before we for all that goes away. But uh, is thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check us all out on. Wherever you get your podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify. Did we ever do Amazon? I don't think so, but we'll we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, we're on Amazon uh, Music, Amazon oh, Podcasts or whatever. Yep, we're up there. 
okay. regular fees Very up there. Well. And uh, if you want to support us um, on Spotify or Anchor, you can just find us wherever you find podcasts. Even if uh, there's yeah. a special edition, actually, like 400, 500, our watch-alongs, uh, or if we do a video interview, I try to put that up on our YouTube. So you can you just search for us. We'll find us everywhere. Yeah, wherever you want, you'll find us. Whatever you're into, that's we got just... That's a good law. Wherever you want, you'll find us. That's a, yeah. That should be our new slogan. But I mean, some people like YouTube. Some people like Spotify. Yeah, some people do. Some that's people, why I try to put it You'll up. find us there. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, stay dry. Adios. I want you to tell all your friends. Read us on iTunes. Never rub another man's rhubarb.